0: Let's say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money. Here at Rocky Hill Accountants, our team has a combined 35 years of experience and will help you do it right. We're dedicated to your needs and will deliver on a result that is professional and trustworthy. Our firm is large enough to offer a full range of professional services, but small enough to give you the individual attention that you deserve. Our business portfolio includes thousands of prepared tax returns for individuals, families, partnerships, businesses, and more. The team at Rocky Hill Accountants are also thoroughly trained in tax laws and procedures. We have the ability to represent taxpayers before the IRS when they arrive at collections, audits, and appeals. This allows us to offer our accuracy and audit guarantee to tax clients. Please visit our website at RockyHillAccountants.com or give us a call at 860-257-4238 to schedule an appointment.
1: Twitch. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men. We are a week and a day away from the start of the NFL season. And we are going to preview the NFL season. We, a couple weeks ago, we previewed each division. We're going to go, we're going to give you the, what we think for the awards, what we think for uh, the playoff picture and who will win the Super Bowl. But it's Big Jace and Joe Guarra. We'll be joined shortly by King Zay as well. But before we get to all the previewing for the regular season, we got to finish off the preseason. The Giants lose again to the New England Patriots, 22-20. Your boy, Mac Jones, looked great. But for the Giants, we got to see Daniel Jones play. And he played pretty damn well. I mean, a lot of people – Harken on that pick, to me, that pick was not Daniel Jones's fault. If you – Joe, you seen Spider-Man? Yeah. Toby McGuire? Oh. You know how after he's wrestling, he doesn't get – the guy comes running after he steals the money, and Toby McGuire just lets him go in the elevator. That's what Evan Ingram did. It, the ball was a little bit behind him, but he just was like, oh, okay. There's the ball. Oh, wait. There's a guy right there catching me. He did not make a play for the ball. He just let it go by, and, and I'm just saying Evan Ingram's just Pro Bowl, right? He's a Pro Bowler, and he's doing Pro Bowler,
0: like this. Or Pro Bowl Ingram. tight end Evan Ingram. Remember doing that. crap
1: like this, but then Daniel out. Jones makes up for it. Beautiful pass to Caden Smith, right where it needed to be, over the top. It was great. Blake Martinez with the bit, like man child, like just ripped the ball out of Jacoby Myers. I'm very hype. I know it was a loss. I'm excited from what I saw. I, I liked what I saw. Yeah, the O-line is, sh- was struggling, and it's going to sh- struggle. But Giants made a couple trades to bring in uh, just some guys at depth I'm not mad at. But, Joe, what would you think of the game?
0: Well, I got to tell you. Everything I've ever said about Mac Jones is right. <laughs> That's uh that much has become clear. You know, look, you're I think you're right. I mean, I, I thought Daniel Jones played pretty well. There was, of course, the one bonehead interception in the end zone. Uh, which is, you know, everybody on the internet, you know, third year quarterback can't make that mistake. Right, because none of them are gonna throw an interception this year. Give me a break. You know, um, he he's gotta play a little bit better than that. Uh, obviously, interception bad he he held out of the ball uh for the entire game. That's always very exciting, but i I got a feeling this is gonna be the this could very well be the kind of season the Giants have where it's gonna be like last year mid season run where you lose twenty two to twenty every week to everybody, you know, where it's frustrating where you're you're right there but not quite. I still don't understand why this team wasn't out there for all three games getting things down. It, it's clear they could have used it. And I think, you know, look, we, we all suspected the offensive line was still as garbage as it was last year. They didn't really do anything to upgrade it literally until the last 48 hours. What do you think was going to happen? You know, yeah. I, you know and, and we last week, we were like, hey, maybe, let's believe, maybe this team is uh maybe they're having great practices. Maybe Joe Judge knows something we don't. And that is not the case. And it's just not the case.
1: True, but also Daniel Jones looked good minus the interception, like you said. He he also, I, I loved what he did with it. He was just giving the ball to Sterling Shepard as much as he could. Five receptions, 42 yards. I mean, it wasn't great yardage, but still have seeing Daniel Jones attack someone like that, especially when you got a guy listed as questionable and Kenny Galladay, when he comes back, he's supposed to be that guy thing of what could happen there. Does that makes me salivate? And then Saquon Barkley, hopefully back. I, I I like what I saw and there's still a a lot more to come with, with all these guys. And I mean, look, I'm looking at the depth chart right now and half, Half of the starters have cues next to their name. It, everyone's questionable. So many injuries. <sighs> uh, Joe, do you expect any of these guys, like the Saquon Barkley's, the the Kenny Galladay's, who, who do you expect to be ready for that week, for week one out of all these uh, look, I, I'd be shocked if anybody
0: misses time. I mean, I'm assuming that they're just holding people out. Because, right, I mean, what does questionable mean in the NFL? Like, really, what does it mean? You know, um, no one's really 100% sure what that means, but it doesn't mean that I is is not going to play. I think it means he's probably is going to play. It's like, uh, you know, very, very confusing, the whole protocol. I think everybody's going to, and look, you're right, and for him to come out and target a guy, I think, the the secret to his success this season is going to be getting that ball out of his hands and into somebody else's as soon as humanly possible.
1: Yeah, it's simple even, as that. Even with those five or seven for 42 yards to Sterling Shepard, it's not a lot of yards, but it is. That's what it is, just quick. Get the ball out there, get it in his hands as quick as possible, which, I mean, it is win- Daniel Jones has always been known for keeping his eyes downfield and then not knowing pressure, and then ending up fumbling it. So when you can get the ball out of your hand, that is going to be the key to success. Like I agree with you, but I mean this whole line. I, I'm not the the trades. I, I I'm okay with its depth. The, uh, the trade with the, the Ravens, the best I can hopeful from that sophomore year in Bredson. Hopefully he can carry some of the culture from the Ravens locker room and, and that O-line to uh, the Giants because I, I feel, if you look at last year, their O-line is kind of like emotional. Like you saw after the, that breakup with the old O-line coach and the new – then, then they started run the ball. They were averaging 100 yards per game, and then they slowly fell off. Now, something like this, bringing in some new guys, maybe that can revitalize something, but I, I just don't know. It's There's so many I, – I like how all the other questions I had are more or less answered to a degree. The offensive line still – I mean, it might be answered, but it, if it's still the same, is that really answered – uh, it's just going to be a struggle. I, I really hope Shane Lemieux gets back for week one. Cause from what I read prior to him going down with his knee injury, he was the real standout on the O line. And with that, the, the O line, like it, it's a crew. It's not just one person. When one person starts getting going, that gets everyone else going. So if he can be that fire starter for the whole line and get them going, uh, I think they're all set, but uh, I just, I don't know. I, I do, I, I do like the trades that they did. Just a couple late round picks to just get some depth. And even uh, for, for the Ravens, they got a couple other late round picks as well. So uh, what do you think of those moves, Joe?
0: Well, they reek of desperation is what, uh, is what I'm reading. I'm reading. And that seems to be how everyone else is taking this. And look, it's not like you went out there and got like a pro bowler, you know, a a former number one draft pick who lost his job. Doesn't exactly make me feel good about things. Somebody has said, it. you know, we're talking about Eric Flowers and some of the other underachievers. Will Hernandez has never lived up to what was an outstanding rookie year. Andrew Thomas, obviously, you know, it's starting to look like the worst of that that group of four great tackles from last draft. So, it might be high time the Giants start actually developing some of these guys. It it seems like there's always these projects. Wheeler, Chad Wheeler, some years ago, they're always developing guys. When's the last time they turned one of these guys into a Pro Bowler? A Chris Knee, a David Deal. What what what? When when's the last time the Giants were really able to to get somebody? On that offensive line, who could blossom into being like a like a Pro Bowler? It's been it's been ages. It's literally been since the last Super Bowl championship where the Giants have had any kind of offensive line. So too little, too late. Dave Gettman's whole thing, the Hog Mollies. Yeah, Andrew yeah. Thomas and Shane Lemieux don't look like Hog Mollies. They just
1: don't. Ah. Uh- yeah, I mean, it, it it's so young. This offensive line, they're still growing. And even with the two guys they brought in, uh, in uh, in Price, Price was only three years. This is fourth year in the league. Uh, Bredesen, this is second year. So hopefully they can get some development, but. Uh, like I said, the, the, the emotional, the up and downness of this offensive line, that, that isn't promising as far as development goes. You, you can't develop in an environment like that where so everything's up and down, one week's good, one week's bad. So I, I, I do think, I, I think they just need that one right? – like you said, I think they do need that one guy to develop and one guy to stand out to really corral them. And lead them to success, to be that one leader. Because right now, you, you don't have it. I mean, Nate, Nate Solder, great guy, veteran, he, he should really be that. But it, it, there still is a loss of direction with, with this offensive line. As King Zay joins us they, what did you think me. of this preseason finale from the Giants? it was a mixed bag
2: um i tried not to make a lot of it but the offense didn't look great um daniel jones flashed some good plays like he had a touchdown to the tight end that looked really good um late in the second half i thought that looked good um but outside of that the offensive line looked trash we really didn't get to see much of our weapons i don't think we used much of a playbook, neither. Just a couple of plays. I didn't. I didn't see much. I wanted to see a lot more, and, and I feel like the Giants didn't give me what I wanted to see. And I'm a little nervous going into Week One, honestly. Uh, I've from basically off of what I've seen, it's not much of the defense. The defense looked the part for the most part. Obviously, not all the secondary played, so you know made Jones look slightly better than he might have been. But um, I, like I said, that offense looks scares me. I'm 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 a little scared for Week One. I'm definitely worried.
1: And yeah, I mean, week one will be a test with the Denver Broncos defense for that offense. So, but we will get to that in a couple of weeks. So don't you worry. Now, let's talk. Step away from just the Giants, move on to the rest of the league with our award predictions. Starting off, Coach of the Year. Joe, who do you have as Coach of the Year?
0: Uh, probably, probably Andy Reid when he wins the Super Bowl again. That seems like that's how it works. My thought is, coach of the year is the guy that's going to win the Super Bowl. Whoever goes fifteen-one unexpectedly, um, or the Super Bowl champion coach. That's how this always works. You know, it, it would be. Um, I think if you if you're looking for specific candidates, I would look at teams like the Chargers. I think you could make that guy. Uh, coach of the Year with the right kind of season. It'll be interesting to see what happens in Green Bay. I think Miami's coach, uh, Flores, certainly has a shot at it. So, I think it's, it, it, you know, you're either going to get, it's Andy Reid, Bruce Arians, or some coach that leads his team. You know, I know today thinks the Jets are going to win 10 games, so maybe uh, Robert Saleh, maybe he'll be Coach of the Year.
1: <laughs> is that your you guy's eh Robert Saleh? Coach
2: no, uh, no. I I know from now on I will just never be the a hole on purpose on this show. So, because uh, <laughs> it haunts you for the rest of the show, it does. I never let that stuff go. I can't. And apparently, apparently, no. Um, but uh, no. I'm I'm hoping it's Joe Judge, honestly, and and I say this for the reason of the fact that I thought he could have got it last year had the Giants won the division, but they didn't, and it ended up going to the Redskins head coach, who rightfully so won the division. So I'm hoping this time around it's Joe Judge getting coach of the year and the Giants are actually turning around their season and not only winning the division, but making the playoffs and actually making some noise in the playoffs. That you know that team's a pretty great team all around. Like I said, I think we're just a quarterback away, so I hope it's Joe Judge coach of the year. I, I don't know who it's going to be. Obviously, I can't tell you nothing off a of preseason. Most teams didn't even play their starters, so you,
0: you don't know what teams are going to be like. So like I said, I'm just hoping it's Joe, Joe Judge. <laughs> If there's a preseason coach of the year, it's definitely John Harbaugh.
1: Yeah, I mean the Ravens definitely. just
0: own the preseason.
2: Look, I, I wouldn't have got Gus Edwards. You know, had you know, had he had not played all his starters. So thank you. <laughs>
1: thank you. Oh gosh, uh, but uh, for for me, I think I'm gonna go Kyle Shanahan because, I, I mean, look at what happened last year. That they, they underachieved. All those injuries. I expect them to be back healthy, and they're going to do what they did the year prior. I think they're going to run the ball. That defense is going to be great with uh, Warner and uh, Bosa. I I, I think this is going to be an elite team, and a lot of people forgot about them because of all the injuries. And I think Kyle Shanahan is, with that big jump from what they were last year to this year, even though it is all because of injuries, I think Kyle Shanahan will end up winning Coach of the Year, just because of that. So, But I, I think, I mean, even uh, Cleveland would be a great Coach of the Year. Yeah, Bill Belichick.
0: Oh, Belichick Loving. with uh, Mac Jones going 11-6 and six and maybe making some noise in the AFC. None no, of no. that I didn't like <laughs> that, by the way. That wasn't me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Definitely not you. Not at yeah. all. <laughs> okay, let's get into some players. Starting off with Rookie of the Year. But whoever's smart,
0: probably a handsome person. Rookie of the year. Well, I'll just continue that thought. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I think, again, I I think he wins double digits in New England. And I think he's the right-away rookie of the year because Trevor Lawrence gets COVID again.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. That's a bold take. (laughs) I don't even understand
2: how two or two correlate. That's... Uh, please, no, you need to explain that more.
0: I, I he need some. He had COVID stress. last year. He missed, he missed a couple of games with COVID. Lawrence did last year.
1: He missed one. Yes. He seems like that
0: kind of one. guy. He seems like the kind of guy that uh probably gets it a second time. He doesn't look like well, the kind of guy well, that then, learns his lesson with that if, surfer long haired look.
2: If that's the case, Urban Meyer should have cut him because you know that was part of their thing. People getting COVID, that was part of their, you know, leases. Now let's be fair.
0: Let's be fair; they've completely backtracked on making that claim. They said it, and then they were like, "No, no, that, no, it didn't really play a factor." Sounds like
2: everything with COVID
0: in this world: say one thing and go back on it and say that. But you know, what? I'm just gonna leave that alone. Let me tell you something. I, and I, I don't want to get into the COVID thing, but I, I was reading something very interesting because Bill Belichick uh, earlier today was talking about the fact that Cam's vaccination situation was not. Um, Part of the equation here that, that and it probably was, uh, even though he said it wasn't. Yeah, there have been tens of thousands of fake vaccination cards sold in this country, and they're expensive to get. But you can get a vaccination card with a shot. And I'm starting to wonder, and the FBI happens to be investigating this. How many of these breakthrough cases with people who got the shot really did get the COVID shot? And that's the reason why they actually are positive, because they weren't vaccinated. They paid for a card that said they were. And I would bet, and you brought this up last week, you said, I bet you that number's lower. I bet that number is lower in the NFL. I bet those 85%, I bet you a lot of those guys they got that kind of scratch to go spend to get a card. Hey, I got a card. I'm good to go. And you're not. And now you got COVID. You didn't think it was real. Or you're so tough and strong. Uh, you'll you'll be fine. Okay. Hope your grandma is too. I,
2: I think they need to come to a point with the league where you have to sign off on something where if you're going to opt out on this vaccination, that, you know, you're willing To, you know, first off, not seek the extensive care and take up all that hospital space and all that. And I think this should go for everyone, because I think it's getting to a point where we're not going to come to common grounds, no matter how far we you know, how long we argue this. We're not going to come to common grounds on this situation. I think it's going to be back and forth. People are going to feel how they feel. You're always going to have people with their medical issues. So I think at some point you're going to have to find a way to allow people to take the risk, assume the risk but not be able to blame anyone, you know, but this is what, you know, you choose because, you know, going back and forth, what are we doing? What are we really doing? I mean, yeah, you'll find players, but then you'll have players who are vaccinated, like Ryan Tannehill, who has COVID. Now, what do you do about him? You know, you run into these, these, these odd situations where you're going to have to Hmm. figure it out and come to a common ground on both sides because vaccinated or not, we've seen, you can catch COVID, you can spread COVID. And I think, Like I said, we have to figure it out. We can't continue to argue, get vaccinated, not get vaccinated because people are going to, like you say, find back doors and not get vaccinated. And and there are some people who, like I said, have their fears because of the U.S. history and all that. I don't want to get into all that with this show, but, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So there has to become some type of common ground because, like I said, as a player, you can't be cut on the assumption that you may catch COVID. That is not fair. Because, like I said, if you've been going for two, three years and you haven't caught it, what's to assume that you're going to catch it the next year or two? You know what I'm saying? Vaccinated or not. So I think there has to come to a common ground because going back and forth isn't getting anywhere. It, it isn't getting anywhere
0: fast. You know, here's the other thing, though. I think if you're if you're looking at this, you know, who are we talking about here? I think we're talking about fourth and fifth receivers. We're talking about fourth or, or fifth string corners and nickelbacks and, you know, it's... Um, basically depth guys on teams and i think when it you know listen when it comes down to it and you got to make those last couple of cuts and you're looking at your fourth or fifth string cornerback to to you know the i get it i mean i'd rather have the guy that's vaccinated you know as stupid as that seems and it doesn't seem fair to the other guy but if you're both kind of fringe, it's not like we're talking about starters here, except for Cam Noon, But if you're just kind of a fringe guy, you are. He's not. You know, you you're a couple more years in the league than that guy, but he's got. You know what I mean? It all that's certainly going to be a factor, and it's certainly going to hurt unvaccinated players who will already kind of come across as not being good teammates. I mean,
2: like Cole Beasley is a perfect example of that situation. We've seen what's going on with the Bills. Cole Beasley is a huge part of that offense, and for him not to be there would hurt that offense tremendously, and he's made his stance on not being vaccinated. That's where he stands, and he's not going to change his mind, and that's why I say you have to come to a common ground. We don't know how many of these top-tier players are vaccinated or not vaccinated because they're not telling us. They're not going to tell us because you don't want a situation where, like last year, you had – Matthew Stafford, where they thought he had COVID and he didn't have COVID. Now he's, you know, around town and people are calling him an a-hole and all types of names because they thought he had something he didn't have. So the NFL is now trying to keep this closure policy. So we'll never really know. So it, it, it makes it a very tricky situation. You're treading, you know, very difficult waters. Like all of us are in the world right now, but especially in the NFL, even more so. Because, you know, like I said, you have some of these players who make your money who probably aren't vaccinated. And we oh, don't yeah.
1: know. We don't know because they won't tell us. Yeah, but we last year, we didn't if, know a lot. Last year, we asked a bunch of these same questions, but the if football Tom Brady season
2: still was played out. If Tom Brady wasn't vaccinated and we knew about it, I'm telling you that would change the whole scope of how they looked at things because of who Tom Brady is to the NFL. Yes. Yeah, for you sure. And, and that's another reason, like I said, why we won't know who's vaccinated, who's not, because it could change the way people look at things.
0: I think this thing is, it's getting ridiculous a little. And you know, look Cole, Cole Beasley had a really good point. I mean, he doesn't know what's in the vaccine as he drank his creatine shake and then chased it with a monster (laughs) drink. What he puts in his body, you know, he's got to really think about it. So I get it. I totally get it.
1: Hey, we had a bunch of questions going into last season and they were answered. We played a season. Jeff Goldblum says in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. But on this show, football finds a way.
0: By the way, let's pull that clip because that's going to be a great promo for this show right there.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Right. With this team. <laughs> let's get back on topic. Zay, What's who's up? your rookie of the year? You going to your boy, Zach Wilson?
2: No, to me, it's going to be, even though he's going to be late, it's going to be Justin Fields. He's going to be a late starter, but it will be Justin Fields, I think. I think – What Justin Fields offers, his dynamic, what he can do at the quarterback, being able to run and throw, I think that's what's going to get it for him. I I truly do. Uh, I wanted to go the San Francisco route. I just don't think there'll be enough play time over there. And obviously, you know, Garoppolo could be a full-time starter all year. There's no reason why he shouldn't be there paying him to be a starter. So he could be a starter all year there. So for me, it's definitely got to be Justin Fields. He's going to be electric, I think. I think he's going to light it up like, Lamar Jackson did similar, similar to Lamar Jackson. Probably not like him, but similar.
0: If Andy Dalton doesn't throw for 500 yards and four touchdowns on opening day, Justin Fields will start game two and have a 16 game starting schedule for this season. And I agree with you, Zay. And I think I'm glad. I mean, if he if he ends up missing a game or even even say he doesn't start to week three, you know, he'll still get 15 or 16 games because of the, the the longer schedule this year. So at the end of the day, you'll still get, you know, you'll still get like a 15 or 16 game measurement on how good Justin Fields is. And I agree. I think that kid gets out on the field and lights it up. Uh, and I think he will. Uh, that's a that's a good pick. I love that one. That might be better than mine.
1: Hey, Herbert didn't start right off the bat last season. So who knows? Maybe one of the team doctors will uh, mess up Andy Dalton. The Burroughs Award. <laughs> Dude, uh, if, if,
0: if. If any trainer on that team comes to Andy Dalton with a needle, he better run the other way.
1: Uh, uh, I'm telling uh, you, all right, punctured lungs for everyone. (laughs) Uh, you guys got all all, all the favorites out of the way, so uh, a guy that's been really, really impressive this preseason, and I think with the lack of weapons his team has offensively, he can make a big impact. Jared Patterson the Washington Redskins. At almost every preseason game, he's almost leading them in receiving yards and rushing yards. So I, I like this kid. I've liked this kid ever since he was at Buffalo. He had like, what was it, like a 400-something yard game? Like, is wild. This kid's a stud, even though it was at Buffalo. I think he will make some noise. And on the defensive side, I got two names for you. Elijah Molden and Monty Rice. If the Tennessee Titans do as good as we expect them to do and win their division, those two are going to be the big pieces defensively. Uh, These guys were both the heart and soul. They were the captains of their respective teams in college. Uh, I think they can come in and really help that. Uh, They're going to be young and this defense is already Got problems. I, I think they're going to struggle, but I think once they can get it together, they're, they're going to be put in situations where they can make plays and they can help the offense because it's that team's going to be run by the offense. So I, I think if they can make those plays, they, they have a good chance. One of those two has a good chance. Whoever stands out the most has a good chance of being defensive rookie of the year.
0: For me on defense, I think if Mika Parsons has 100 tackles in any other stat, you know the media will be dying to give him defensive rookie of the year. And here's the thing, on that garbage defense, boy, will he stand out. What is wrong with you guys? I, I'm I, You don't
2: pick people on the, on the opposite teams and the same division. I, I'm not picking none of it. I hope they all suck. If that means my team does better, I don't care. I'm not picking Micah Parsons. I'm not picking a running back for the Redskins. I'm not picking nobody for the Eagles. I'm not picking Devontae. I'm not Smith wishing. I'm mean,
0: not wishing him well or anything. But you I'm gotta not figure, like,
2: If they're getting Rookie of the Year, they gotta touch us. They gotta play us twice a year. No, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm hey, good. Devontae yeah. Smith won't be in the
1: running for me. Um,
2: all these players <laughs> in our division won't be in I the running. It. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <me.
1: laughs> uh, that's amazing. Also, I, I think a Jamar Chase. That that's. Got to be something to him and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's is going to throw it to him like twelve times a game, easy. Jamar Chase. They said they can't catch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But uh, and defensively, I, I mean, I said Molden and Rice, but but I've said it on the show multiple times. My my defensive rookie of the year is Aziz ojalari I think that dude's going to blossom later down the season. But speaking oh. of defense, defensive. Player of the year, Joe. Well, my favorite.
0: Are we go in favorite and dark horse on this because yep. it's an it's an easy one for yep. me. The favorite is Miles Garrett. The dark horse is the great Chase Young. Sorry, oh, Zach. I like that. I like going that going skins a lot. again. Y'all just not just,
2: just not just not getting the program.
0: Don't forget, that's the guy I wanted. That's uh, that's all <laughs> I wanted. The Giants to do is go out and get Chase Young. Mm. all I wanted. That was I, it.
1: I, the I first season I, of this podcast with. was just, hey, we want Chase Young. That's I, I wanted, wanted a tank
0: for
2: Chase. Honestly, it, sh- it should have been if you think about it because we'd be in a better position to take a
0: quarterback this year. We would have had Justin Fields. Ah, with Chase Young on the other side. Oh, my God, Gosh. imagine that. But Dave Kettleman, trust the plan. Okay. Yeah. Let's, and, do, know, let's
2: do that. I have to say it. I think there's a problem with the, you know, color issue at the quarterback position because they didn't want Dwayne Haskins either, but we'll not get into that. Because Dwayne Haskins looks really good in, in, in Pittsburgh right now. I hate to say it, but oh. he, he might get that backup job. Dwayne Haskins passed off Dwayne Haskins. Might get the backup job to Ben Roethlisberger, ain't that something? Yeah. And the Giants passed him. But anyway, defensive player for me Well the Giants. Time, the Giants passed on both of them. They had two picks right. that year, too. No, no, no. I'm talking about Big Ben. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, but you, we, that worked out better for us anyway. Yeah,
0: it it, it, it <laughs> may have, but he's still playing at a pretty high level.
2: Yeah, if you consider dump passes and, you he's know. He's playing
1: at a pretty high level for eight games of the season. I mean,
0: what was their record last year?
1: Yeah,
0: but what happened? Yeah, but how region? much of that was the defense, Joe? What what's <laughs> the score of that post? He's again, do it. Are you going to do what people do about Eli and the Giants yeah. defense? You're really going to play that game? Come on.
2: It's not the same. It's not the same. Ben doesn't it is have it. the
0: same. It he is
2: can't same. throw, more than, he he can't throw more than 10 yards. He's throwing quick slants now. It's not the same. He's just, <laughs> he's not. I, I watched Ben passes he used to put on a line. He's Throwing up there all day, it's staying in the air. He's not the same Ben no more. His arm isn't there. It's, it's right reminiscent of
1: what Drew Brees looked like last year.
2: Yeah, Drew you know? Brees wasn't there. Just wasn't there. But yeah, defensive player of the year, I, I'm going hopefully Jamal Adams. I think he's been going at it for a while. I think he should get it. He's been a really good safety in this league for a while. I think the Jets missed up on an opportunity to re sign him and him to be an anchor for that team. But he's been a really good player. Seattle re-upped on his contract, obviously gave him the money he deserved. He's got, I believe, the second most sacks in NFL history for a his safety or something like that. So I, I hope Jamal Adams is up there this year. He's been pushing for it, and I think he deserves it. He's one of the best safeties in the
1: league. Yeah, I mean, it was really his injuries last year that I mean, I think the injury he, was big. I mean, he, he could have made a he could have made a case, but he missed games. Now, for me, I mean, Joe, you said Miles Garrett was the favorite. I think half the Madden's 99 club that plays in L.A. in Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I I think Aaron Donald's the favorite because, I mean, that defense is just going to be scary. I mean, T.J. Watt, I I expect to be the same T.J. Watt we saw last year. I don't see any changes there. Before my dark horse, I got two dark horses for you. Both coming off injuries. Both in the AFC West, Von Miller. Von Miller's still Von Miller. I know he big injury last year. I expect him to still be Von Miller. And especially with Bradley Chubb on the other side, I, I think he's gonna get at it. No? At, least,
2: not, at least not week one. He can do that week two, at least not week one. I, okay. He can, week two. I mean, he can yeah. come back week two. I don't want don't come back week one. I uh, like that. I oh, got the nightmares. Von Miller versus Justin uh, versus Andrew Thomas. I'm just having nightmares already. Oh, gosh. Okay.
1: And then for, for my second dark horse, I, I got Derwin James for the Chargers. This kid I, is a stud. He can play everywhere. He's one of those Swiss Army Knives. He just needs to stay healthy. He could be the... He could be such a big impact on that struggling Chargers defense, and he can make such a big impact. I I, I just – I think he has a chance to get it if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy. Now, the NFL's biggest award, most valuable player, Joe, who you got?
0: Jesus. Well, I mean, again, I think this is one of those awards where they're dying to hand this to – Pat Mahomes, and or Lamar Jackson. The dark horse in all this, of course, young Josh Allen.
1: Josh Allen is your dark horse?
0: Yeah,
2: I don't see him as a dark horse. I see him as a front runner. He's not a dark horse. I don't see him as a dark horse.
0: Oh, I don't. I mean, when you listen, I can tell you five names right now that are ahead of him, with obviously Mahomes and Jackson being two of them. I think you throw a guy like McCaffrey in there. In a, in a comeback year, or a guy like Devontae Adams. You could have one of these defensive studs like Miles Garrett or Chase Young uh, or Aaron Donald, one of those guys. Uh, could, could So there's a lot of guys, I think, that are ahead of Josh Allen. I've seen from a lot of people that Josh Allen really only had one good year. So, yeah, I think he's very much a dark horse. You don't forget, he also did it with no running game at all. Montgomery and Moss, the M&M boys, garbage. Look, I'm a- garbage. They were more like peanut M&Ms. It was um, Singletary and Moss. But- I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, Who did I say? Was- Montgomery.
2: Yeah, you said yeah. Montgomery.
0: Yeah. No, so, there's a lot of there's a lot of Montgomery's in the league, not in Buffalo. <laughs> my bad. That's what I meant. I, I don't see him as a dark horse at all. I'd rather have him want- shoot.
2: I'll take Deshaun Watson right now in the Giants after what I've seen from Daniel Jones in preseason. After what I've seen Josh Allen come out, he took that team down the field. He did what he had to do, scored a touchdown, got off the field, and made it look easy. It was amazing. He's going to be a front runner for the MVP. He's going to be up there. I think you have to put him in the conversation with, I hate to say but possibly top five quarterbacks in the league. He looked that good. And if he continues, and that translates to the regular season, you're going to have to have that conversation. He, he's really looking that good. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a fan.
1: No, I, I agree with you. Josh Allen is my favorite. Uh, I, I Honestly, I I think he should have won over Aaron Rodgers last year. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I think Josh Rock, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, magic going to happen. Bills are going to do great. Win that division easy. And my dark horse, I've been saying it. All off season, famous Jameis Winston. He, him with Sean Payton, him with Lasik, and I, I just kid about the Lasik. But him being able to throw the ball down the field, something that Drew Brees couldn't do past couple years, really gonna help him. Win slash if Michael oh. Thomas gets back. You saw what Jameis Winston was able to do with Mike Evans in in Tampa Bay. I think he's going to do just as well with Michael Thomas. And also a big thing that he has now with the Saints that he didn't have in Tampa Bay is he has that checkdown. He can check the ball down, throw it short to Camara. He wasn't doing that with Doug Martin. You're not going to check down with Doug Martin. I- I don't believe
2: this because I believe three, four weeks ago I told you guys I had Jameis winning the position in New Orleans. None of you had Jameis winning it. Didn't even see I him. Oh, oh! You're wild. I gotta go get the receipts. I'm going back to the. I'm going back in the video. Well, I think
1: has. I, I Jameis, made a whole campaign oh God, Jameis. for
2: Jameis being the starter. I made a whole campaign on the show about it, about him being the starter over uh, Taysom Hill. I, I made a whole thing about it. You guys were, bump, were jumping Taysom Hill's boat. Here we go. Mm. Joe's froze. Joe it's for the, froze. probably for the best. It's probably. Well, I mean,
1: no, Joe. Joe hated Taysom Hill the, the whole yeah. time last year.
0: I've always hated Taysom Hill. I still hate Taysom Hill. I think he's like he's like the Tim Tebow of quarterbacks now. Where it's like, dude, what is this? Like a joke. To Joe, I think he's a little he's, a, he's slightly better than Tim Tebow. He's slightly, Maybe. better. yeah, but this is what Tim Tebow could have been like a gimmicky quarterback that can go, whatever. He's like That's a stupid. Jake Plummer 2.0. If you remember, James. right? You know, here's the thing look, <laughs> last year, and here's why I knew Jameis had it in the bag because last year, if you think about it, and we talked about this a lot, Jace, and 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 I, I, I'm sure you were there for most of it. Whenever Breeze was out of the game. And, and Hill was the starter, he could not find a way to get the ball into Alvin Kamara's hands. Alvin Kamara had less than 15 touches every single game Tyson Hill started. And that is not a recipe for, for victory in New Orleans. And so, yeah, listen, dude, Alvin Kamara might have 120 catches this year somebody's going to have to, they don't have a starter receiver until he comes back from ankle surgery. So Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, But if there's someone you want to throw to, that's your guy. You're also going to be handing the ball off to that guy. I mean, I I think Alvin Kamara could certainly be a dark horse candidate because I do think Jameis is going to rely on him very heavily. And I'll tell you what, I think he's also going to have a pretty good year, Jameis Winston.
1: Oh, hell yeah. All right, I think we will for sure. Zay always, every time it's, he just, you in know, his like, head, it's us it's versus just, him. You and know we what I agree is? with him. It's because I got to make
2: sure I bring up stuff. stuff. It's just like the whole Denver situation. But y'all told me that quarterback situation, I was crazy for thinking that a certain person could start over there. I was absolutely crazy. Who's the starter over there, Jace? Who's the starter in Denver? Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater.
1: I couldn't hear you. Hold on. You remember you remember? You told me I was crazy no. No.
2: And I made the case that he looked great as a starter in New Orleans, and y'all go, well, everybody looks good in New Orleans. He, he's a good, decent. Co- oh, people. He's going to take that team there. He's going to take them to the playoffs this year. Watch.
1: I just said they should trade for Aaron Rodgers. Hold on. Yeah. But let's get to the most prestigious award in all of the NFL, especially on this show. The Giant of the Year, Joe. Who you got?
0: Well, at this point, I hate to say this, I feel like it's going to be somebody on that defense, whether it be Blake Martinez or Leonard Williams or James Bradbury. I like in one of those safeties, I think maybe Xavier McKinney breaks out and becomes the superstar playmaker we always wanted him to be. Of course, it would be great if it were Daniel Jones, eh? I'm not putting my money on him. No, um, I'm I'm only on the Sean Watson trade.
2: So, ah, uh, because it looked like he's gonna get to play. Look, if he could play, uh, the man's got talent, and, and Jones just doesn't. His first drive, Jones he threw- just
1: doesn't have talent. Uh, look,
2: I wouldn't say he doesn't have talent. Excuse me, I take that back. He does have talent, but I I don't think Jones has the talent that we need. I watched that first drive and that interception he threw you can just tell his timing was just everything was just completely off there was there was a window there but yes Watson would have made that throw I don't care how many women were giving him a massage at a time at that time Watson would have made that throw with six women giving him a massage and he was run on the run the fact that Daniel Jones missed him
1: by a mile oh my you're wild Come on. Zay, go back no. and watch it. His timing was completely off on that. Zay, go back and watch it. You Have you seen Spider-Man? Tobey Maguire? The first one? <laughs> have you seen it?
2: Yes. Yes. You
1: know how? After he's done wrestling, yes. guy comes stealing the money and just runs right past him. Tobey Maguire goes, no, that's not my problem. Turns out that guy kills Uncle Ben. That's neither here nor there. That's what Evan Ingram did. The, 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 the catch was makeable. He did not reach one hand. He did not make up. He just lost threw the it behind guns. him. He threw he it up. But it was still catchable. Catchable for
2: who? He did not. It was, it goes, was catchable. It was definitely catchable. It was intercepted. It was definitely Jay, catchable. I'm not going to argue how with you. It, gonna this. Catch it a was, was definitely catchable. Somebody by caught your the ball. Ahead, Jay. Somebody caught the ball. I'm not going to argue this. Somebody caught the ball. It was definitely catchable. It just wasn't a giant that was catchable for. That's the issue. Deshaun Watson would have made that throw. I'd hate to break it for you. I'd hate to break it. He's the better of the two. If you can have the two, if he can clear all his issues, I'd rather have the two. I'm sorry to say it. I'm... Character side, I'd rather have the player.
1: All right. You'll have to do that in Madden because there's no way that's happening. But who's yeah, your giant? He'll be, of the year. In Miami. Exactly. he'll be playing in Miami. he be
2: playing in Miami, winning a championship in Miami, probably. <laughs>
1: Zayn, who's your giant of the year?
2: My giant of the year. Like Joe said, I would love for it to be, excuse me, um, Daniel Jones. But I think it's going to be Julian Love. And I think Julian Love plays a huge role in this team that people don't pay attention to. He plays safety. He plays nickel. He plays inside uh, the inside corner slot, all that. He plays everywhere for us on defense, basically. And he plays on special teams. I think he's a huge part of our team that no one gives the credit to. And I think, you know, obviously he's a Notre Dame guy, so I'm all for it. But I think Julian Love is going to be that guy this year who pushes for a captain role going into next year, because I think he has that make about him. I think he can be a captain type of player for a team.
1: I just really like how he, you know, he's can do it all. I like him. Damn. I I like that. The the only problem with the picking someone from the secondary is I, I feel like the secondary is just so deep for the Giants. Like, You can put anyone on their depth chart. Even Rodarius Williams, who's killing it in preseason. I want to see him in the regular season because he was doing really well. So you can just mix and match those guys. But for me, coming up with this, I had to really think. I want the Giants to succeed. What is the best course of action? Who would be Giant of the Year if the Giants were successful? Saquon Uh, (laughs) Barkley. Saquon. A lot of people would say Daniel Jones. I'm going to go Shane Lemieux. How we knew? I knew he was going to go somewhere <laughs> No. Oh, before I, I, his injury, he was the standout on the offensive line. I, I, I spoke to Joe with – you missed it a little bit, Zay. I'll, I'll recap it real quick for you. He was the standout on the offensive line before he got injured. I think if he comes back, he the, – the, the real – this offensive line is very emotional. You saw last year after the coaching change, they started playing better and then they slowed down. You need a lightning bolt. You need someone to bring the energy, and I think Shane Lemieux can be that guy. He can be that captain. He can be that guy to rally the troops and get the O-line going. Now, with that being said, if he can do that, that would mean the Giants O-line is good, is competing, and Giants are doing well. Therefore, he would have to be the Giant of the Year for me. So amongst garbage,
2: he stood out to you. And you think he'll be the giant of the year?
1: Joe, so, I mean, uh, Zay on the offensive line, I'm not. I'm, it's a group. It's not just one guy. And I think that one guy that Shane <laughs> Lemieux is can rally the group to be better. That's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody
2: can make that group better right now. I think maybe it's going to require a whole bunch of different players to make that group better. I'm sorry. They don't look like a professional offensive line. I I was Nate Soldier just lets people go by. He'd be the worst bouncer at at any type of bar or any type of lounge because he'll let everybody in. Gun, knife, he just lets everybody goddamn by. I've never
1: seen someone get paid so much to just let people walk by. (laughs) I don't get it. I Yeah, and that's supposed to be your veteran guy, your veteran leader on the offensive line. So that's why it's not good. Having a guy like Shane Lemieux step up and be that leader – I think would change the culture of that offensive line.
2: Something's got to change
1: fast. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And those trades were not it. But, all right, those were the awards. We'll check back here in a a couple months, see who was right, who was wrong. Or maybe there was someone crazy. Maybe Drew Locke just came up, Teddy – Bridgewater got hurt. Drew Locke throws for 400 yards a game and gets MVP. Who knows? Anything can happen. It's the NFL. Speaking of which, anything can happen, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Now, I know we went division by division earlier. Uh, so, Joe, who are your division winners and who will be in the playoff for you just real quick? Uh, Bills, Chiefs,
0: Browns, Titans. Oh, uh, is you... my relax. No, nah, I'm just saying that's just, just the question was <laughs> and <just> then a... <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the Giants, the Rams, the Packers and the Bucks.
1: Mm. Mm. Joe, I mean, they start us off with the Jets. Let's go. Yeah,
2: no, it's going to be uh, I'm, I'm going to take it serious this time. Because the season is starting. um, I got Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, even though I do believe the Colts, if the quarterback situation changes, it could be the Colts because I don't know what Wentz is right now injury-wise. I don't know if he's going to start. I don't know if he's going to be able to play a full season, but if he could play a season, he could make a huge difference in that division. But if he doesn't play, I have to go Titans, so I'm going Titans for now. In the NFC East, I'm praying Giants, (laughs) Seahawks. I have – then I have the Packers, obviously, and then the Buccaneers.
1: All right. For myself, I have Bills, Chiefs, Browns, Titans, uh, Giants. I changed up my NFC West pick. I got the San Francisco 49ers. Like I said earlier, I expect them to be healthy. I expect them to be right back in form to the, what they were two years ago. Kyle Shanahan's going to win Coach of the Year. Then NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings need to get it done. You paid Kirk Cousins all this money. You got these studs at wide receiver. You got a stud in the backfield. Your defense isn't terrible. You got some key po- parts there. They should be able to get it done, especially with all the drama. Going on in Green Bay and then NFC South defending Super Bowl champs. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, wild card. Where you say you got a problem with any of my picks? I, I, look, I'm just, look, I'm saying you're picking against the Packers. They got a what a
2: 38-year-old who's playing for a contract next year. You know, you know, it might go off, so. That's, I, I. It's hard for me to pick against Rodgers when he didn't have nothing to play for last year and won MVP. Now he actually is playing to move on. You know, he's putting auditioning for teams. Trying to show him still got something left. It's hard to bet against that. That's very hard to bet.
1: No, I, I get that. But if, for me, it's not – I'm not looking at the Packers. Like, I'm looking at it more so like the Vikings have everything they need to get it done. And they need to get it done. Like they, we're on posting up podcast together. Like I said, with the Portland Trailblazers and the Nuggets, they needed to win that because you, you, you got Dame. You, the the Vikings, they gave all this money to Kirk Cousins, and he's done nothing. But he's we got a talent there.
2: We've known for years. He, we've watched him in the NFC. He's been nothing more than an average quarterback at best. So they gave him money on a women, a hope that he would progress into something more. And you understand that Dalvin cook will probably be out with an injury by week four. I'm sorry to say it. It'll be something, a hamstring or something. he will miss. It's just, he's just very injury prone. Just Justin Jeffrey, Jefferson is already missing. He's already injured as it is. I look on the stat. I don't know if it's preseason injury. I don't know if it's real injuries that would just keep him out, but he's already listed on the injury list. So the team is, it's a mess. They don't stay healthy. So to bet on them and, and hope anything better than what they known to be for years as the Vikings that just never live up to promise that that's on you. I'm not betting it's Aaron Rodgers, especially when Aaron Rodgers wants to move on with his career next year and move on somewhere. Cause that's really what it is. He knows the Jordan love errors right behind him. He doesn't want to go out like Brett Favre. He wants to move on and go out somewhere else. And it's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, all right. I bet against them if you want to.
1: Man, I, 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 the Vikings just need to win, in my book. That, that's all. But now let, let's talk wild card. Joe, who you got making the wild card?
0: The New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Chargers. I think there's like six wild card teams. No, there's three
1: know. now. <laughs> oh, good.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the Ravens will be there too. <laughs> Oh, oh man, I was oh. gonna feel bad leaving them out.
1: Hey, I mean, if you, I'm okay for you, put Mac Jones in there because you put Herbert in there. In the, yeah, respect that, Joe. Fair enough. What about the NFC?
0: Oh, NFC. Um, I'm gonna say
1: mm-hmm.
0: Rams. Wait, did I pick the Rams to win the division? Yeah, he doesn't even know what he picked anymore. No, <laughs> right, I forget who I picked. All right, It's um, a jam. I'll go Seahawks, Saints, Vikings.
1: Wow! Damn! Okay. All right, Zay,
2: we got in the wild card. AFC, we got three teams. I got the Dolphins, the Browns, and the Colts. Let me all three of these teams. Don't believe the Browns will be winning the division. I think Odell Beckham will hold them back. They'll probably get a wild card though because they're too good of a team not to. Dolphins obviously are a really good team. And that Brian Flores is probably who I should have put up for Coach of the Year. I shouldn't didn't even think about it. He's one of the good ones. So and, you know, like I said, they'll have Deshaun Watson at some point, and they'll be breathing that team to the playoffs. <laughs> And would I pick for my by- by third team? I had and the Colts, obviously, like I said, Carson Wentz can make a huge difference there. So you have to go Colts on that one because they're still a loaded team. NFC, mm.
1: I want to say Cardinals. Hmm. I wanted to say Cardinals, too. So this is I
2: really, not, you, you, when can. you look at it, it's, it's really tough.
1: Cardinals, 49ers,
2: and Rams.
1: So, all right, you're taking all the NFC West teams? I mean, yeah. that, that's not bad. That is the best division.
2: In well, I can't – well, the Cardinals will win the division, so I, I guess I got to leave the Cardinals out. So, Rams, 49ers, not, okay, I got the Seahawks winning that division. You're right, so I could have all three of those teams. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. See, this is why I got to have it written down on paper. The Seahawks winning that division. But all three of those teams are capable of actually making a play of a, a wild card, actually. Basically that division is known to be a tough division as of recently. The Rams obviously reloaded with a new quarterback. Tough defense. 49ers could go either way. A quarterback could be pretty good. I, I see it in the Cardinals. We have to hope with a loaded offense and Hopkins, they could get it going. So. You see that whole division pulling it off, honestly. I, I when you look around the rest of the NFC. I don't think the NFC East is going to be one at a high enough clip for them to wake a wild card team. I think that's going to be one of those divisions that's going to be probably a low one division like it was the previous year. So I don't see any of those teams probably coming up in a wild card. And the North and the South has been a toss up because they all have. Basically, other than the Packers and Vikings quarterback situation, excuse me, in the Buccaneers quarterback situations that we're not all, you know, we're not sure of all those teams. When you look at the entire South, I don't trust any of those quarterbacks other than Brady.
1: (laughs) I Okay. For me, I got the Baltimore Ravens, Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Colts. The Colts defense is – the Colts defense, offensive line, and Jonathan Jonathan Taylor is too good no matter what – who you have, whoever is getting the ball, you, they can just hand it off to Jonathan Taylor and he, he can do magic like he did in Wisconsin and that defense is going to keep them close in games. The, the Chargers, uh, I, I think Herbert – I I love Justin Herbert. He's a beast. Him with a healthy Derwin James and Joey Bosa, Uh, Limbell Joseph as well, I think could make a big impact there. And Asante Samuel Jr. has played very, very well in the preseason. So He might be another guy, Dark Horse Rookie of the Year. And then the Ravens, they're they're the Ravens. They're going to get in. Lamar Jackson's going to get him in. NFC. I have the Green Bay Packers getting in at the wild card. Then I have the New Orleans Saints and MVP candidate Jameis Winston. And then that's where I have the L.A. Rams. I, I just I, – I think they can win the division. The defense is good enough. But I, I just don't trust – Robert Woods is good. Cooper Cup is good. But I feel like – Matthew Stafford needs that true number one guy, and neither one of them is that. But we shall see. And then plus the the running back issues that they did get Sony Michelle, but uh, we'll, we will see with that. I don't have Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks in because every You're a hater. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I I actually thought it out. Every team in that division got better except the Seahawks. They, they didn't make any moves or anything. They, the 49ers, they're getting healthy. The the, the Rams, they, they bring in Matt Stafford and Sonny Michelle when Cam Akers gets injured. You got the J.J. Watt coming in. I think A.J. Green for the Cardinals is going to be good as a wide receiver, too. Not as much pressure, not as much... Uh, not as many targets, you, you know. You're going to go to DeAndre Hopkins, so I think he can revitalize his career there. I think every team in that division is going up, and Seahawks are staying stagnant. And I think
2: they're going to start a clip. They went 12 and four last year with a rookie receiver who's only going to get better. And a team that I mean, like, what do you want them to do? You're 12 and four. Obviously, you 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 fix some things here and there, but you know, you don't got to rewrite the whole entire script when you're 12 and 4. They're not, you know, oh, 6 yeah, and they the 10. And They're not the time. Giants, you know what I'm saying? You won the division at 12 and 4. What more do you, you know, you you have a pretty good team. You just need to add a piece or two. You don't need to change the whole script. That's where teams get lost. So I, I, I'm lost on that Seahawks State no,
1: Last I, year they were 12 and 4, but every other team around them has gotten better while they have stayed the same. So, I think that's where they will take a step back. Can they get into a wild card? Yeah, I don't see them winning the division. But I I think they are going to have a letdown of a year.
2: Teams around them have gotten gotten that much better. Teams are going to make that much of a jump 12 and 4. They're going to jump that much better than the Seahawks in one year, one offseason? Maybe the Rams, but I don't know about the rest of that division.
1: Well, I mean, everyone besides the injury prone. 49ers the, last year, the the Cardinals were in wild card contention last. The Cardinals
2: year. were barely better than the, the Giants Rams last got year. Got it. The, the Cardinals were barely better than the Giants, didn't it? Uh, did we lose? Did we beat them last year? Emily? believe. Or we no. uh, we lost. It was, it was a loss. It was it was between that one of those three game stretch where we lost two at one Colt McCoy. one. That was a Colt McCoy game. And that was the Colt
1: McCoy. Okay, after, he, after he'd beaten. The Seattle Seahawks.
2: Yeah, and okay, so they weren't better; they were barely better than us with a backup quarterback. And I don't think Daniel Jones is that good, but he could have won that game probably for us. So, so to say that, what did they do tremendously that makes them gonna jump above the division? What'd they add? Who the, the Cardinals? The, I
1: don't yeah. have the Cardinals in in the playoffs. I had the Rams, and I had the the Forty Nine ers over them. I, I do still think the Cardinals are getting better. They got better, and they will be the most competitive team with the Seahawks, but I, I still – everyone got better, okay. and they just stayed the same. That's – all right.
2: Title to your opinion. Okay. I think if you're 12-4, you don't have to change up much, but okay.
1: Yeah. All right. We'll see. But let's hand it off. Culmination of the playoffs in Super Bowl predictions, Joe – Who's in your Super Bowl? Uh Giants beat the Bills. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Hell yeah. Uh,
0: it's a giant it's a giant show. I'll, I'll play along.
1: <laughs> you wanna give us a real one or No. <laughs> Damn, Still good about that's that. my shtick. All right, goes
2: that. Um shit. Uh
1: Titans-Packers? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. I mean, for me, I, I have the Buffalo Bills beating the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. But my caveat is the Bills can only get there if the Browns beat the Chiefs because I, I – can't see them winning a shootout with the Chiefs. So I'm sorry, but yeah,
2: Matthew Stafford must be really looked good in the preseason to you.
1: No, but when you have half of the '99 Club, Madden's '99 Club on your defense, I think uh,
2: he had one of the greatest receivers that ever to play the game. <laughs> you forgot about that. He's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's what
1: that's what I'm saying. He needs yeah, a great receiver, receiver
2: ever to play he a the game the and could make the playoffs. He doesn't the, have it. We're gonna go adjust the Super Bowl status. I love it. All right, I'm all in this year. I'm keeping I'm keeping track of everybody. I'm holding y'all you to all your right. word just like y'all holding me to the
1: Jets word. I'm holding y'all to y'all word. All to your all right. All right. None of us had the. I mean, none of us had the Bucks or the Chiefs. Good for us. We're not SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're right. But uh, that is going to do it for John about the G Men this week. For myself, Big Jace, Joe Aguirre, and King Zay. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week where we are going to preview week one of not just the Giants, but some other big games around the league. I'm excited. Yeah, college football's already kicking off. We had week zero last year, last week. Then you got week one starting off this week. Football's back, baby. Hell yeah. So, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week for more Sean About the G-Men. Take care.
0: Which hello, my name is Joe Aguire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Joying About the g And great true crime shows like Sticky Meat, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird unsolved murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and
1: so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.